Listeners. I'm Professor Fierce. And I'm Professor Fierce. But if that's too confusing, you can just call us JD and Alex. For some people, Pokemon are pets. Others use them for battles. But we're here to create all new Pokemon and a world for them to inhabit. Last time we created our first towns and the professors and we discussed the player characters a little bit and we made the early game bird Pokemon. We had JV, Vibrant and Colorfowl. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've still got such a parve thing going on <laughs> for, for peacocks. On today's episode, we're going to be working on making the starter Pokemon. It's an oops all who's that Pokemon special? an important part of Pokemon. Starter Pokemon these days have got a lot going into them as well. They do embody so much of the region. James Turner, one of the designers for Poipole, who's one of the Ultra Beasts that they added in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Okay. His design process for that was the, the idea that it was a starter Pokemon from another world. Oh. He made it smaller and cuter before yeah. evolving into a bigger, more powerful form. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Because it's such a well-established concept for like this particular role that these Pokemon play, it's a very important part of the game. So where do we start? The first thing, in a way, kind of feels like it should be the last, but I think it'll inform so many of our decisions. These days, final evolutions of starter Pokemon all have a theme that unites them for each group. I think the first time it was really noticeable was in Generation 5, when you had Superior, Embor, and Samurott, and they were supposed to represent upper-class ideas from different cultures. So Superior was supposed to represent European cultures, mm. Embor supposed to be Chinese, and Samurott Japanese. Generation 6 made them like RPG classes, as a yeah. rogue, a wizard, and a fighter. Generation 7 was supposed to be... They were entertainers, yeah. which is interesting. Yeah. Generation 8, because... <laughs> It, because England made them all very English things. You had a drummer because English music is pretty well known. Specifically like very Beatles. Beatles, yeah. yeah. You had a James Bond caricature. Yeah. And you had a footballer because England loves its football. Yeah. So we need to decide what our theme is going to be that unites all of our starters. And I believe you had an idea. Oh, I've got a few ideas. Okay. One thought I had was maybe we could have a theme of music around them. They could all mm. somehow connect to music in some way. Maybe they could represent chess pieces. Ooh. So you could have like a knight, a rook, maybe a bishop. They did have bishop, but I think it was only called bishop in the West as well. I don't think in Japan it was necessarily anything sure, to do with chess. Sure. But like there's a lot of stuff you could work with there. Yeah. What are you thinking? Because our region is made up primarily of three West Coast states, the like Oregon, Washington, California, yeah. with, you could potentially do an animal that sort of represents each of those places. Could states, be fun. States have official animals. California state has a grizzly bear on the flag. Nice. Oregon has a beaver on the back of the flag. <laughs> and then I looked this up. Washington state animal is the orca, which is very cool. That is very cool. I don't know if I want that for a starter. Alaska's state animal, okay. well, is also a whale, but their secondary state <laughs> animal is a moose. And very the... The region that moose live in extends into Washington yeah, as well. Yeah. A bunch of great animals that have never really had Pokemon associated with them as yeah. well. Yeah. So even if we don't use them for this, we definitely need to think about at least oh, some yes, of those absolutely. animals. Oh, yes, absolutely. Even if, like, if you don't give me a, a, <laughs> a beaver water starter, I will make a beaver Pokemon somewhere else. Sure. But, like, also a moose, an orca. Those are two really strong animals to draw on that don't really have anything yeah. that quite fits. There are some that are close, but not really yeah, the same thing. Yeah. The main problem with that really is that each starter type also has a theme that carries across all starters of that type. Mm -hmm. The most difficult to work around of which being the fire type theme. <laughs> fire type starters all at least loosely correlate to an animal from the Chinese Zodiac. Mm -hmm. And since there's been eight generations, there's only really four left to go, and none of those really would fit 
for yeah. one of those. Remind me, what for our left? Because I had a I had a separate pitch that I think does fit into one of those. So for fire starters, remaining are a snake, a ram, or a sheep, a horse, and a bull. Okay. I've got one more idea already for a starter theme that I think you are going to really like, though. Okay. It kind of ties into the whole themes of cryptids going on. Okay. Mythology. Ooh. Each starter in its final form represents some kind of mythological creature. Sure. And I think there's a lot of room to work within that. that that's Yeah, that's a cool concept. We don't necessarily have to decide rigidly on that now, but it's a very good idea to have it in mind as we're going through. Yeah. Because as we develop each starter, we want it to fit our final theme as well as fitting into the themes for each starter. Yeah. And I feel like you want it to kind of fit the, the vibe of the game as well. What's really going to set us apart, though, is this whole cryptid thing that we've got to have going on with some of our Pokemon later on, particularly the legendaries. Mm -hmm. And having the starters connect that in a way, is, I think it's fun. Yeah. No, I like that a lot. I think it, it matches the sort of vibe of using your path and it's about the route that you take rather than your destination and I feel like sort of wandering around and encountering something magical feels very in line with that yeah so maybe we don't necessarily need to do the starter types in order mm -hmm. maybe let's start with fire because it seems like we've got lots of ideas to go through on fire already mm -hmm. do you want to discuss your snake so I have this concept I actually have a sketch in my other notebook but it's not going to help if I show you because this is a visual medium no it's not sorry this, this is an audio medium <laughs> this is not a visual medium. This is not a visual medium. But instead of medium, you through the lens of audio. <laughs> Picture a campfire. Okay. A circle of stones encasing a flame. Okay. Now imagine those stones were more of a uh, connected piece. Like onyx. Yeah, but less bouldery. <laughs> it lifts its head up and there's a little snake and then its body is curled around and in the center of the curl is just a little fire that it Interesting. just sort of holds. Okay, so what happens to the fire if the snake stretches out? Oh, it's not part of the snake. Okay. It's not like a Charmander situation where your snake dies. Unless, sure. unless you want it to be, in which case you just put it on the end of the tail and it well, just sits sure. in the center. More just like... Maybe if it stretches out, it becomes kind of like spikes on the back of a sea serpent, you know? The fire just is a line down its back and then if it curls up into a ball, it becomes a little campfire in the middle. It's interesting, definitely. I think if we do a snake, one thing I'd want to incorporate it somewhere would be a rattlesnake. Ooh, oh yeah, very American too. Sure, yeah. because that's never really been done before. Ooh, the rattles are like hot coals. That's fun. Ugh, and then it's got like little fire spikes down its back, so it kind of looks a little bit... Or maybe the fire spikes grow in during its middle phase, and it becomes a little bit more like monster serpenty. and mm. then by the time it's its final stage, a little bit more of a basilisk. Yeah. And the flames become sort of spikes. Now to be clear, when you're saying basilisk, are you thinking of a Harry Potter basilisk? Yeah, more, more of that, <laughs> although we could give it legs. Yeah, and the chicken head. Not necessarily chicken head, but like more more of a serpentine basilisk, yes. Mm. I had two thoughts for a fire starter, thinking about both the four animals that would want to be a fire starter, and also tying into mythology. Haha, <laughs> fire starter. Ba -ba -ba -ba. <laughs> My first one, which I do quite like. Mm -hmm. Before you get too far into horse, mm -hmm. fire horse is just ponytop. True, yes. Rapidash. Here's like, the thing. That's already been done. But presumably they're planning on doing it again in the future. I guess, yeah. But my point is, like, I've got a thing that makes it distinct from horses okay. of the past. Because yeah. there's other horses as well. Oh, yes, absolutely. But first off, let me just pitch you this name I've got for the basic form. Okay. Colt. <laughs> it's just Colt with an A for coal. Colt. Yeah, that's pretty good. But the final form? Because here's the thing. It needs to be a mythological horse, right? Unicorn. Oh, that's fine. That's whatever. It's been done. But yeah. it's the obvious venture. Centaur. Oh, my God. <laughs> a centaur. And it shoots flaming arrows. Uh, I, what? I don't 
like it. Why not? <laughs> you don't want my Pokemon to be have a human half. Plenty of Pokemon have got human butts to them. Uh, okay. They're my least favorite Pokemon. <laughs> You know how the fire starters always start quadrupedal and then they end up standing up? Sure. A centaur is both doing that and not doing that. <laughs> it's got arms, but also four legs. Yeah. And I don't like it. I'm sorry. Well, I'll give you my other idea. Yeah. Based on an ox or a bull. Mm-hmm. I mean, do I need to even spell it out for you? A mythological bull creature? Is it a minotaur? A minotaur. Why are all of your things half person? Because, <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't make mythology. <laughs> but I've got multiple strong names already. Okay. Final form, Incinator. That's just Incineroar with a different... It's very good. Flammable. That one's good. That one's good. I like that one. The Minotaur is my favorite of the ideas we've got. Okay. It starts out as a bull creature. Cow. Some kind of little baby cow. Yeah. Some kind of calf. Yeah. And then middle stage is more grown bull. Yeah. But a smallish bull. Yeah. And then it becomes a Minotaur for its final form. Let's put a pin in the fire starter for now and come back to it. We've got a lot of ideas. Ideas, yeah. And maybe once we've picked some of our other ideas, we'll be able to settle on it a bit easier. Sure, yeah. What do you want to talk about next? Water or grass? Fire beats grass, so we'll do grass. <laughs> okay. The general theme across grass sizes is kind of the hardest to see because it's kind of the one that's been most diluted. Grass starters are based on important points in evolution. Often extinct <laughs> often extinct creatures. I guess. That's the general consensus. Are we sure that Nintendo's actually doing this purposefully or are people just kind of drawing strings? It's, where there might not be strings. It's not entirely clear. The Zodiac thing at this point feels feels, feels very strong. Yeah. One or two of them are kind of weak. Like, Fennekin as a fox is supposed to represent the dog because mm. they're both canid. Yeah. It, it doesn't always perfectly fit, but it fits well enough that after eight generations, it seems odd and it to not... it continues doing that, yeah. Regardless, I think we should try and draw, to some extent, on points from evolution and or extinct creatures. Like a saber-toothed cat? Mm. A mammoth? I thought about the Glyptodon, which is basically an extinct giant armadillo. Ooh. And there's never really been an armadillo. Sandshrew is sometimes considered an armadillo. Yeah. But it's more likely they're more based on pangolins. Sandslash in particular sure. is almost definitely a pangolin. Its Japanese yeah. name is Sandpan, like a pangolin. <laughs> yeah. For what it's worth, Sandshrew's Japanese name is just Sand. <laughs> which is really weird when they then made an Alolan form where it's not even a ground type. It's ice. But my favourite idea, a woolly rhino. Because <laughs> I love me my rhinos. Yeah. And here's the thing, you take a woolly rhino, but it's not wool. It's, it's moss. It's moss, yeah. Its horn is wood. Yeah. And you know what kind of mythical creature connects to a rhino? A unicorn? A unicorn, which is why I didn't do that part <laughs> I see, for the horse. I see, I see. A unicorn. Okay. Rhinos are unicorns. One rhino's Latin name is literally Rhinoceros unicornis. Yeah, because it has one horn. Historically, people have sometimes mistaken rhinos for unicorns mm-hmm. based on what that's been told. And woolly rhino skeletons in particular have been used as fake unicorn skeletons. Sure. So that connection is so strong. Yeah. We'll come back to individual parts along the stage in a minute, but let's go to the water starters again. Okay. Again? For the first time. Yes. The unifying theme for water starters is kind of weak, but also makes sense just for the sake of them being starters. They're generally just based on real aquatic creatures, but that are functionally kind of amphibious, so that they could Mm. easily be seen as living on land, because they want you to be able to take your starter on land. Yeah. yeah, So you had a turtle that can go between land and sea. You have penguins that obviously swim and also live on land. And they don't have to be actually like amphibians. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Regardless, we want some kind of creature that can go on land and can go in sea. Which one it lives in primarily doesn't matter. Yes. As long as it 
easily goes among both. I'll go through my list of water animals. Sure. So I thought, some kind of crab. They haven't done a crustacean starter Pokemon. Mm. They've done quite a few in general, which is such so weird that they have done as many as they have. There's a lot of crabs. <laughs> it's weird they've done as many as they have and none of them have been starters. Sure. And I thought, it's a weak connection, but then you could like tie that to like the constellation Cancer. I know, it's weak. Sure, but yeah. Well... A few other constellations have got some of the connection. Like, Capricorn is supposed to be part goat, part fish. So okay. Maybe something there. I, if our uh, overarching theme was constellations... We may have to come back to that. Some kind of squid that becomes a kraken. Ooh. Something with a platypus. Platypus is fun. A flamingo. And I've got two in particular that have been done as Pokemon before. In fact, both of these have been done as ground-type Pokemon before. Mm-hmm. So one, a hippo. Okay. Which is always in and out of the water. And an elephant. What are the key iconic features in an elephant that you think about? Trunks, ears. Trunks, the first one, and ears. Yeah. But you look at any Pokemon elephant, they've got tiny ears. Mm. They've never done a big eared elephant. Yeah. And here's the other thing that I think would be really cute for a water type elephant. Is its trunk like a snorkel. Oh, uh, yeah, that's cute. But I don't know how I'd connect that to mythology. Apart yeah. from like actual Hindu religion. <laughs> Which I, is... Mm, no, we're not doing no, that. No, yeah. So, it's so... That's problematic. My instinct is to work backwards. Think about mythological creatures. Sure, I, I try to think about that to some extent. Relate well, to water. But, uh, what comes coming to mind for me is a Kelpie. Okay. What's, what is the, the look for a Kelpie? It's a spooky horse. It's a spooky oh, horse. I was thinking but... Selkie. Oh. Oh, yeah, we could do Selkies too. That's more of like a seal, which is... Ooh, West Coast has so many seals. Okay. <laughs> You can't, like, go to the beach in Oregon or California or Washington. Like, it's just, there's so many seals. <laughs> My first thought for a mythological water creature was a mermaid. But they already did a, a mermaid too hard with Primarina. Yeah. Which is a shame, because it's really good. And Primarina's got a cool design. Yeah, and I think that's recent enough that that takes seals off the table as well, unfortunately. Yeah. I think it's too similar. Which is really a shame, because, yeah, like, if we could do Selkie in a way that feels different, but... I think let's come back around to this squid idea. I think the Kraken is very strong. It's yeah. It's the most unique mythological water creature that's not really been done in Pokemon. Sure, yeah. And thinking about similar creatures. So squids, octopi, and jellyfish kind of all get considered together, even though they're not necessarily related. They're tentacly, yeah. Similar appearances. Yeah. Jellyfish has been done twice. With the tentacle, tentacle line, and frillish jellicent. Okay. Octopi have done done twice as octillery and clobopus. Both of which are terrifying to me. <laughs> I love octillery. Octillery is cool, but octillery like... is real cool. Squid have not been done twice. There's just the one. There's just the one is it line. Inke and Malamar, which aren't water types. Okay. So having a water type squid kind of fills in that gap. They're not water types. No, they're uh, psychic dark. Weird. Oh, they're very weird. Oh yeah, those those are the ones where you had to turn your your DS upside down to yeah, yeah. to get it to evolve. Yeah, which is very cool. Yeah, and I think it's like we draw on a, like a for the Kraken form in particular. It maybe looks a bit more octopus as well because of sort of a blending. Yeah. Yeah, but we make sure. I think the beak is a very strong iconography for a Kraken as well. Yeah. They're often depicted as having a beak mouth like in the middle of the tendrils. Yeah. Oh. We could sort of present it. All of the squid. Knock, well, not grap-locked. 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 That one sort of stands up, right? And you kind of see its mouth. But, like, if we present mm-hmm. it more kind of like that, like where we see the mouth yeah. sort of at us, and it's very yeah, so threatening. Yes, like the bulbous head is kind of back a bit. Yeah. I think that's really good for the final form. Oh, yeah, And yeah, we yeah. build up to that. Yeah. To make it distinct from 
all these other tentacly Pokemon of the past. One thing that it kind of blows me away that it's not been done is tentacles made of a different material. Okay. So the tentacles in this could be made of water. Sure. At least in its final form. Maybe early on. Maybe not all of them. Sure. Because you'd want it to have something to like, grip on and like, stand on. Yeah. But having some tentacles, especially those two... Like, um, The main, like... Yeah, I yeah, know what you mean. Squid, the grabby... Squids have... They have ten tentacles in total. Yeah, and two of them are like auxiliary sort of tentacles. Sure. I don't know what they're called. Yeah. So we've got some kind of squidish thing that becomes a kraken. Mm-hmm. Some kind of rhino thing that becomes unicorn-ish. Mm-hmm. We have to pin down which we want for our fire starter. <laughs> so we are both really passionate about our ideas for a fire starter. Yeah. I love my Minotaur thing and the puns that I've got for it already. Yeah. I love my snake. <laughs> but you, you've you got maybe, you've got names, you've got like whole concepts. I have just one little doodle of a little snake campfire. And we will use this in future. Maybe we'll do this thing, this exact Pokemon as another Pokemon in the region. Maybe we do a similar concept for a Pokemon in this region that's a different type. Maybe we save this concept for a future game that we'll make together as its fire starter. Thinking about secondary types, I really like the idea for a Minotaur of it having, like, metal horns make fire steel. Ooh, that's very cool. So it starts as, like, a cute little calf. I haven't got a good name for a baby cow. What was your middle one? Bull. So I like flammable. Yeah. And I know Incineroar's been done, but I still like Incinator. Incinator sure. Minotaur, I think, is a better pun. You came up with some words associated with each type, right? Yeah. Cow, calf, bull, ox. Those are all... Well, bull, you've got inflammable. See if we can get something with calf specifically. Yeah, I like calf. I mean, it ends with that F, so it could just be like calf flame, calf flare. I like calf flare. Yeah? Calf flare goes to flammable, goes to incinator. Yeah? Back to the grass. Yeah. Let's come up with some names. We know we've got some kind of woolly rhino thing, and I think it's going to most resemble that in its middle form, because for its final form, to tie into a unicorn, it does need to look a little bit more unicorn-y. Sure. But maybe, again, like... It's still going to be kind of big and bulky, and the moss is yeah. key, I think. Unicorns have that very distinct horn, right? That's like like a narwhal horn that's often been used in the fossils. Yeah. So in the final form, it's just got the wood that's just twisting like that, which wood sure. often does yeah. anyway, right? So Herbal unicorn or... is just saying one horn. Yeah. Rhinoceros is just saying nose horn. Nose horn. Monoceros. What, what is that? Cone? Yeah. Like Conoceros. Hmm. Like, like, uh, coniferous. Yeah, yeah. Coniferous. We can give it pine needles instead of moss. The hair can be pine needles and mm. look, it'll look fluffy and pine needly. And its horn can be pine cone. <laughs> that sounds good for, like, the, for the basic form, maybe? Yeah. For the final form, you've got to have that unicorn-looking horn, sure, I think. Sure, so that's sure, where you sure. want it to be, that twisted wood. I'm going to write down coniferous. In fact, it could just grow, right? Pine cones are essentially the seeds of a pine tree. Oh! <gasps> Is the horn a tree? Well, kinda. It was always gonna be wood. Yeah, but can it have like tiny little bristles? In the middle form, I think it has okay, those, fine. right? Conoceros. 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 Okay. Yeah. I like that. Cone nose. <laughs> yeah. No, rhino's the nose part. Cone horn. Yeah, cone horn. <laughs> Which is also very good. Yeah. And so we're saying that one for the middle stage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's something kind of pine... Pinoceros. Pino. Yeah, yeah, okay, for the basic, just, yeah. It's a pino. It's a It's a pine got, rhino. You've got to do something with the spelling, I think. Not that, not that, pino. I, how? I don't know. Because right? rhino has an H in it. I know. Pino is good. 
Pino is good. As a sound, they're tricky words to combine with the sounds, but the sound of it is so good. If you've got a better suggestion for how to spell Pino, tweet at us. Please tweet at us, at Pokemakers. We would love your input. Please, Pino into Coniserous, and then we need something that vaguely conveys unicorn. Maybe corn. It, it could end corn. Corn, corn, corn is No, <laughs> I refuse to. Now I'm just picturing this rhino with a corn horn. Yeah, a unicorn. Oh, it's corn is a grass type. It's a plant. Corn's a plant. I no, I agree. I understand. I also hate it. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I hate it too. It's gotta be the. It's gotta um, be the twisted wood. The twisted wood is too good for a unicorn horn. Unicorn. Okay, that's not bad. That's not bad. <laughs> I like unicorn. That's not bad. Ooh. Okay, but what if? It's just called Unicorn, but it's not with the letter U, it's Y-E-W. Unicorn. Can it be Unicorn? I like the cone as like a, a recurring feature okay. through the name Fine. more than anything. Sure, okay. Unicorn. That's cool. That is good. These names are really good. A U is a conifer tree! Oh! Yeah! So it works perfectly. Yeah! Unicorn! Yeah! Pino into Coniserous into Unicorn. Yeah! Those are really strong names. Yeah. Those are really good. What, if anything, would you say for a secondary type here? I have a thought. Mm-hmm. Unicorn? Fairy. Fairy. Grass I can, fairy? I can see grass fairy. We talked about the water starters the least. Yeah. We, we know it starts as kind of a cute little squiddy thing and ends up more crackeny. It may be in the basic form it doesn't have those water tentacles at all. Yeah, and I think it's got kind of like little nubbin legs. Yeah, the water tentacles are what make the middle form stand out from the first, and then by the final form it's become more kraken-like and monstrous. Yeah. Oh, Oh, oh! If the basic form is basically just a cuttlefish, Aww. and then it's pretty squiddish in the middle oh, form, yeah, yeah. and then crackeny in the, the final form. Yeah. Ooh, cuttlefish. There's never been anything vaguely cuttlefish-like. I love a cuttlefish. And I know you could do a very cute, watery cuttlefish. <laughs> Puddlefish! Puddlefish! Ah! I'll write it down. Squidrip. Cephalopod. Yeah, I was thinking about cephalopod. Splashalopod. Mm. Cephaloflood. Cephalopond. Cephalopond. Oh, okay. So if we're going to go puddlefish and uh -huh. then cephalopond for the middle. Yeah. That's a body of water that's getting larger. Oh, so go to ocean so, so or sea. Yeah, ocean or sea. Kraken isn't giving me a lot to work with as a word, whereas Leviathan has like a lot of yeah. cool words, and it's a very similar concept. Leviathan? Leviathan works really well, and Leviathan can definitely be at least very related to Kraken. Yeah, it's kind of just a generic giant yeah. sea monster it's, thing, and it it's works. very much a mythical creature. Visually, I'm more interested in the Kraken personally. Sure. They're both good still. The design probably ends up being more Kraken-ish either way. Yes, absolutely. So Puddlefish is more Cuttlefish-like, which already looks like a lot like a Pokemon as it is, amp up the eyes a bit, amp up the cutesy. Kind of give it legs, make it so it can walk a little bit. Yeah, I think it could more or less walk. Like, it's got little nubbiny tentacles, right? It's gonna look right? like a snom. <laughs> it's gonna look like a snom with like a cuttlefish face. Is that a bad thing? No, it's gonna move like a worm though. I just need you to be prepared for that. Really not like the little blah, 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 blah. Those are at, like at the front of it, not underneath it. Yeah, but the, the front so it like drags itself along in those. I guess, yeah. Cephalopond looks more squid-like. 
yeah. with water tentacles coming off of it. Yeah. And finally, Leviathan is a big old crackeny thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's going to mess you up. Your final starters, sh- like, they should look cool. Yes. But you don't want yourself to be scared of it. Yeah. You want it to be your trainer. cool friend who's yes. going to beat up bullies for yes. you. So maybe it's got, like, some, like, angular eyes. Yeah. With, like, its beak. I want it to have, like, almost a grin to it. Yeah. Like a cocky grimace. Yeah. Yeah. What do we want for a secondary type for a big old kraken? Dragon. Dragon's good, but as a starter, it's kind of been balanced. But fairy's good against dragon. True. So it might not be the worst. Data type? I just typed in types. (laughs) Google should just know what types mean, right? (laughs) If I Google types, Google should know I mean Pokemon types. Yeah. Let's go with dragon. Yeah? Let's just do something kind of crazy. As far as abilities for these guys... Mm-hmm. The primary abilities for all starter Pokemon are the same. The grass starter would have overgrow, fire starters always have blaze, and water starters always have torrent. But secondary abilities, well, we can do something really interesting. And I think maybe we could give them all their own unique new abilities. Sure, yeah. So what kind of abilities would really make any one of these starters stand out? Well, let's go in the order that we've been going Okay, in. so what does Incinator really want to do? Flame Fist. Okay, what does it mean? I like it. Um, There's some moves that mm-hmm. when you hit them, you get like a recoil effect. Recoil damage it doesn't take damage when it does that not that it couldn't necessarily be that but that is already an ability for what it's worth is it there's a few abilities that work based on recoil rockhead is an ability that prevents them taking recoil so damage entirely the same thing, yeah. yeah there's an ability reckless which increases the power of moves with recoil by 20 percent. similar vibe yeah yeah what do you think of the idea of an ability that ties into the idea of a labyrinth <laughs> what about whenever it uses a move that makes physical contact it has a chance to confuse i like that yeah yeah so it can confuse them by headbutting with its horn in some way yeah it has its own unique fire horn headbutt yeah move. that's the kind of vibe i was giving for like i want it to be clear that it's gonna hit you oh with yeah its, head. its moves definitely help with that as well it has a lot of those headbutting kind of moves yeah, yeah and like a unique move that's either a fire move or a steel move about fire horn or bullhorn or something along those lines yeah, yeah that ability could just straight up be called labyrinth sure yeah okay unicone what ability for unicone I don't know. So Galarian Rapidash had an ability called Pastel Veil, which works based on poison. It prevents the Pokemon with this ability and its allies from being affected by poison. And it heals poison when it's sent into battle for its allies. Oh, yeah. It was a really good support Pokemon. Yeah. I use that one in double battles a lot. Grass Fairy is a pretty good type combination in general, but it's four times weak to poison. Ooh. So what its unique ability can just be something to draw on its purity. Sure, yeah. reduce damage from poison moves. Yeah. So there's like Thick Fat, which is similar for Fire and Ice. Mm. I don't want to do Poison and Steel because those are the two types that Fairy's weak to. Sure. Although Mega Venusaur had Thick Fat Mm. and Grass is weak to both Fire and Ice. So you know what? Unicorn Purity, Pure Horn. I like that. Yeah. Where it resists damage from steel and poison moves, which still means steel does neutral damage and poison does super effective damage, but it reduces that a lot if it's got that ability. Yeah. And finally, something Kraken. So Krakens are known for like dragging ships down to the deep. Yeah. So something along those lines. It could have an ability based on when it's knocked out. Ooh. So there's an ability called Aftermath, where when it's knocked out, it deals a bit of damage back. I like the idea of it sort of dragging you down to the depths. A bunch of Pokemon, particularly ghost Pokemon, have an ability called Cursed Body, where just when it's hit, not necessarily when it's knocked out, but there's a chance that it will disable the move that's being used against it. Mm. 
Cursor that has an ability called Perish Body, which, when it's hit by a physical move, triggers the effect of Perish Song, which means that all those Pokemon will be knocked out in three turns. Oh. It could just be that it has Perish Body. That's very good and very fitting. Yeah. Leviathan's hidden ability can be Perish Body, which is the ability of Cursula that triggers Perish Song when it's hit to knock Pokemon out in three turns. So even though it doesn't have a unique one, it is a really cool ability to tie into the idea of the Kraken dragging the ship down to the bottom yeah. of the sea. Okay. I think we've made some starter Pokemon today. Yeah. So to recap. We made some fire starters. We made Carflare into Flammable into Incinator, a Minotaur Bull themed fire starter, our grass starter. Pino into Conicerus into Unicone. I love those names. I think those are my favorite names. They're pretty good. And finally, our water starter gives us Puddlefish into Cephalopond into Leviathan. Yeah. A squiddy, crackeny thing. The starter is a cute little goldfish. These are some strong... I really like these. I think these. we did a pretty good job. Again, I really like the Pokemon we're making. Yeah. Now, I'm going to mention this right here. Iacus Fire Snake will return. Yeah, you keep an eye on that Fire Snake. I am attached to that Fire Snake. Maybe you'll see it and I'll see it in a slightly different form. Maybe it'll show up in another region, but it will come back. In the meantime, thank you for listening to Pokemakers. And thank you to the Pocket Podcast Network for hosting us. You can find other cool shows on the network, such as... Them's the Facts... Home viewing. And our other show sorted. Our theme music is by Mike Freitag. You can find him on Twitter at Admiral Amara. And you can find us on Twitter at Pokemakers. You can also find us both individually. I'm at Codename JD. And I'm at Pichu, P-T-C-H-E-W. If you have any ideas you'd like us to consider for use in the Ulcea region, please tweet them at us. And if you would like to do any art based on our ideas, we would love to see it and share your art. We're hopefully going to put together a Pokedex at some point, and as many Pokemon as we have that have art done by me or by anyone else would be so incredible. I don't want to do all of them. Please help me. <laughs> please help me. And until next time... Gotta, Gotta make, make them all. all. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket. Hi, I'm John. I'm Gabe. And I'm Chris. We're three friends who went to college together. Hey, Gabe, did you know that Akira Kurosawa has a writing credit on Star Wars? I didn't know that. Good, because I made it up. I have one. The creator of the Frisbee made his ashes into a commemorative run of Frisbees. I don't believe you. That's 100% real, my dude. Them's the facts, a show about fun facts and lying to your friends. Every other Wednesday. On the Pocket Podcast Network.